tonight, an ABC premiere presentation. She's dead. Wrapped in plastic. Look, you guys, please, what did I do? What's going on? Entering the town of Twin Peaks. FBI, right. Something troubling you, Bobby? You want to tell us about it? Oh, God. You think I killed her? There it is. Oh, my God, here it is. Twin Peaks, next. Sheriff, we got a lot to talk about. Welcome to Pulp Commentary. I'm Mike. I am here. That's right, another MB-list commentary. I'm sorry all his legions of fans or one It's in Milwaukee. Writes MB letters occasionally. Written in blood. He sent him hair. It's creepy. And weirdly, Digimon trading cards, which... Which I think is impressive, because I didn't even... No, where, where, where would you get your hands on those these days? I, eBay? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, today we're doing commentary <laughs> for the pilot episode of Twin Peaks. The greatest show ever made. This is the first pulp commentary we've ever done for a TV show. So you should feel proud. Go on. Feel proud. Yeah, we can wait. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You feel proud? Fuck you. Okay. So, we're zero seconds in. We're watching it off Netflix Instant, FYI. I know how anybody else's preferred way of doing it will be. I'm sure there's plenty of people who that pimp gold box set. Oh, years ago. so badly. I'm still waiting for the five-hour cut of fire walk with me. With even more nudity. Disturbing. Disturbing amount of nudity. James is naked in it, riding his motorcycle. Now the five-hour cut is all about you know, the adventures of Bob. He goes to Canada for a weekend. <laughs> I could see that. But, um... So anyway, we're queued up. Count of three. After I say three, we're going to press play. And then the madness begins. It's realized my air conditioner was still on, so I turned it off. I apologize if anybody heard that for a second. I keep doing that. All right. One. Two. Three. <sighs> I love that theme so much. It was weird hearing in Firewalk with me, by the way. I'm sure a lot of things were weird about Firewalk with me. You have no idea. Yeah. It's always weird to me that the mill is always in the opening, but burns down, like, at the end of season one. It's the ghost of the mill. Another thing weird about the mill burning down is, like, wasn't... I mean, it's kind of a small town. Wouldn't that be, like, the its biggest piece of economy? They were going to cover that in the third season. Just everybody's... Uh, you keep cutting out. Are you still there? I'm cutting out. Yeah. Uh, Go on. Yeah, the mills burn down. They're all homeless. All the women are working at one-eyed jacks. That is a big piece of wood. And Kyle McLaughlin hasn't even walked in yet. 
I always heard ABC made them change the population so it was higher. <laughs> Later on, I think David Lynch retconned into say, is saying some official Twin Peaks thing that that was just a typo on the sign. I like that they think that that's the problem people were going to have with this show. I know, that was too small of a town. This really doesn't make anyone's, any sense. There's 51,000 people in that fucking town? I know, I saw that the other day watching the opening. I was like, what the hell? There are fewer people in my town. Like, it appears to just be a three to four buildings, so... By the way, I want to make a, a show or a movie at some point, and I want in the credits, no matter what, just say, and Russ Tamlin is Dr. Jacoby. <laughs> it doesn't have to be in it or anything. I just want that in there. If I could put that, like, credit on our Everybody podcast, sounds so dramatic. It does. Pulp Nightmare, starring Mike and M.B., and Russ Tamblin as Dr. Jacoby. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Directed by David Written Lynch. by Mark Frost. Oh, Mark Frost. The sane one of the two. <laughs> he really is. No, David, we can't have aliens land in Twin Peaks. What if they're mole men? <laughs> no, we can't have mole men in Twin Peaks. I will forever like how the mayor from Groundhog Day is in this. I like to think that this is the same town from Groundhog Day. It's like some kind of weird prequel. That's why the day kept skipping over and over again. They wanted Bill Murray to stop Bob. <laughs> That'd be awesome. We need to just see those two Hulk characters Hulk. meeting. You know. Hey, Bob. That's your Bill Murray impression. Yeah, I didn't think that went through. No, you did not. See, this is proof that nothing good comes from going on a fishing trip. I was fishing yesterday. Fuck you. But yes. Yeah, you found a girl wrapped in plastic, didn't you? I wish. I would have done things to her. Forgot the recorder. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Problem, problem is with the beginning of Twin Peaks, not too much to say until it starts getting going. McLaughlin shows up. Starts with his tape recorder named Diane. Yeah, I th we're convinced there's no one actually named Diane he's sending those tapes to. That's just the name of his tape recorder. Which is weird, because he gives it orders. <laughs> like, he tells the, to go get Albert, and Albert shows up. Albert, not Stan, who's in Firewalk with me, by the way, is played by Kiefer Sutherland. Well, I'm sure in this universe, the tape recorder is God. 
That'd be fucked up. It's the arch enemy of the owls. He goes to the White Lodge, the tape recorder's there. <laughs> it's in a chair, it swivels around. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Diane, no! Credits. Just that... Created by Mark Frost and David Lynch shows up. Like, fuck, I gotta wait till next week. Cuts the photo of Laura Palmer. <laughs> well, I always love, once they solve that murder, that's still in the end credits. Because it just becomes a point, like, why do we care about her now? You could say that about a lot of things on this show after they solve the murder. Pretty much everything. That mostly has to do with Lucy. I'm sorry, Lucy. Uh, Sheriff Harry S. Truman. In his Bronco. It'd be great if they just faded to black and then cut to Lenny Briscoe arriving on set. <laughs> Just wait for Andy to show up and start crying. Yeah, I remember whenever Stephen King did Kingdom Hospital, which was like his version of Twin Peaks. He also had a a cop who cried compulsively. <laughs> he tried really hard. He tried so hard. You can't recreate Twin Peaks because Twin Peaks wasn't born. It became... Yeah, Twin Peaks is what it is because of David Lynch being insane and not knowing how television works. <laughs> like, oh, someone's reflection in a mirror? Let's build the entire movie to the entire television show around that. <laughs> around our set decorator being reflected in a mirror. That extra messed up his line? Keep it in! It's genius. It's my favorite part. Jim, can't wait till that comes up. <laughs> I know, I can't wait to see that again. Like, nothing in the show was planned. It's so strange. It's supposed to be a pretty straightforward murder mystery. I know, MB watched the pilot of this a few days ago and was so fucking confused. I like, like, I don't get where's it. Where's the dancing midget? <laughs> All this stuff where's we the one-armed man? Like, it was pretty straightforward. I'm very confused. I don't know why MB talks like this. <laughs> he's like, he's like, a, we, our, my impression of MB suddenly became like a gay celebrity from the 60s. He's <laughs> Paul Lynn. Oh, there she is. I always remember her as um, from Seinfeld. Susan's mother. Oh, that is her, isn't it? Yeah. The thing, she was doing Seinfeld, like, years later after this. After Susan died, she just starts screaming and having visions. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, someone needs to re-edit Seinfeld with scenes from Twin Peaks. You may think I've gone insane. <laughs> In a, in the in Firewalk with me, you learn that ceiling fan's terrifying. <laughs> the ceiling fan is the mastermind behind everything. <laughs> if only. But... That's what's bad. I could easily see David Lynch doing his his proposed ending to this show, which is just the inanimate objects or the killers. <laughs> it's possible. 
And then the chair comes to life, and... <laughs> I love your David Lynch impression, by the way. <laughs> I don't know even what that impression is at, some, at this point. Still I'm not David as Lynch. Dis- still not as disturbing as Martin Short's. Martin Short's impression of David Lynch is just incredibly fucked up. Yeah, it Mike was a hot watched... Hollywood night. <laughs> Mike and I watched the clip of that for the first time the other night. Yeah, from that of, weird uh, Jiminy Glick movie. I just love that that's how he did the Jiminy Glick movie. <laughs> opening like, with David Lynch. Yeah, here's a, a fake celebrity talk show. We're going to do it as a movie, but do it in the style of David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> it almost makes me want to watch that movie. You won't live up to that opening with just David, more in short as David Lynch talking. Just turning and saying, hello, I'm David Lynch. Hello, I'm David Lynch. I'm talking about a long road. <laughs> Smoking. You never see that coach again ever, do you? No. and the, realize that. You see, you see the wrestling coach in season two. He's a big black dude. Black people do exist in Twin Peaks. Ah, the Great Northern, a sign you never see again. Well, the outside of the Great Northern, something you never see again. (laughs) And, of course, Audrey has short hair. Something you never see again. (laughs) Because the uh, pilot was shot in such great distance in the second episode. Everyone has different hair. Ben Horn is black. (laughs) <laughs> be awesome there's the killer spoilers whoa Mike whoa now for everyone who have never seen Twin Peaks before Leland Palmer is the killer he's possessed by an evil demon from the Black Lodge named Bob and no one will dance with him <laughs> Dance with me. <laughs> Best character ever. <sighs> Only David Lynch can go. I want a grieving father to dance. Dance over and over again. And then cry hysterically. Will we be cinematic magic? Yeah, if you've never seen it, go to YouTube and look up. The Saturday Night Live Twin Peaks parody. <laughs> I think Phil it's on Daily Hartman Motion, as, not on YouTube. Though. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I had to look look it up on there. Bastards. But uh, yeah, Phil Hartman Phil does Hart- an impression of Leland Palmer. That's amazing. It's one of those impressions where it's so good it's almost not funny. Yeah, it's kind of unsettling at some point. Just the, when he leaves the room crying and he's doing that thing with his hand. <laughs> <laughs> just moving back and forth all weirdly ah oh, Ben Horn what a great character at his lodge I could see you owning a hotel and just being surrounded by all these tribal wood coatings <laughs> Giant bears everywhere. Then later on, I try to save a woodchuck. 
and recreate the uh, Civil War in my office. All right, folks, now savor this moment. This is the last time you will ever see Leland Palmer not crying. <laughs> it was weird transference. Like, she's completely, like, insane with grief, and he was common, cool, collected. Then they just completely switched it. I like to think that was David Lynch's idea. I know, we'll have them swap bodies. No, David, no. Oh, what if they just swapped, you know, he, he cries a lot and she, she, she's okay. <sighs> I guess so, David. Can there be dancing? Yes, David, there can be dancing. Can he dance with a picture of his dead daughter? <laughs> I like that we're just doing Isaac now. <laughs> Well, my problem with my David Lynch impression is I have to yell because he's because he yells in this series. I have to yell and call everyone Coop. <laughs> hey, Coop. You think Lynch called Mark Frost Coop on set? Yes. I think he calls everybody Coop. That's why Cooper was named Cooper. Here comes the waterworks. It is so strange. This ser this the final episode is so dead straight. I know, like it, it's so serious it almost borders on ridiculous in itself. I know, like, it's like you're watching all my children. It's seriously dealing with the aftermath of a loved one's death, <laughs> and then demons show up and the owls are not what they seem. <laughs> like it's so weird to switch the series makes. Because David Lynch is out of his fucking mind. It's like he was talked into doing a serious murder mystery TV show. And then just said fuck it. Like halfway through the pilot. Pretty much. I, really, I remember watching this pilot for the first time a few months back and just thinking, wow, there's a lot of crying in this. It's like every five minutes someone is either crying hysterically or screaming. Ah, uh, Shelly. Hey, German lady we never see again. This exact exchange is in the last episode. No, is it? Yeah, it's in the last episode. Ah, <sighs> Bobby. Bobby, the most complex television character of all time. I mean, he has more complex motivations than Lex Luthor. I was sold on this character the minute he's um, in Dr. Jacoby's office and starts fucking crying. <laughs> like, at that point, he just seemed like a goon. Then you finally realize how fucking complex that dude is. And stylish. And then you meet his father. Who knows that the owls are not what they seem. <laughs> is that guy in the background wearing a... Hard hat? Yeah. Like he was... Oh. Just for a second of that shot, it looked like he was wearing like... Like a soup can or something. And someone to me in the background wearing a soup can. Yes, David, someone can. 
What's even weirder is David Lynch directed this episode. And it's so straightforward. It's like, this is... This and the Elephant Man are the only two sane things he ever directed. <laughs> so odd. And then you compare this to the last episode that he directed. So fucked up. Ah, the Bobby Briggs theme. <sighs> it just makes him sound like... The, the music makes it sound like he's like a um, a sleuth in the 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, can we just talk for a minute how genius the score in the show was? Oh my, the music is brilliant. I love the music in this show. And they only have like four themes for the entire series, but you never get tired of hearing them. No, you can you tell exactly. You, you start to get to the point you know, like, okay, this thing's about to pop up in a second. Okay, there it is. And the themes themselves are like just the same couple of notes over and over again. Yeah, it all sounds kind of the same. All very soap opery. Nope, oh, there's Leo's rig. It, I like can the I'm... truck be the killer? No, <laughs> David. Oh, David, that was already a movie once. You, you can't. <laughs> what about the owls? Maybe. Maybe. So at this point, was he being controlled by Bob? That's one thing I was wondering watching the later episodes. Like they ne they're not very clear on like for how long Bob was controlling them. Yeah, I mean he had said Bob was in him since he was twelve or something like that. It was never clear like is Bob controlling him all the time? Is Bob always like halfway there? Because he didn't seem to realize it until like he came out of it when he died. Spoilers. <laughs> Hope it's okay, I was diddling your dead daughter. That'd be me, as a coroner. That'd be terrible at it. Like how you just gave up on that joke halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be a bad coroner. Yeah. <laughs> Life's crazy. I'd be a molesting coroner. <laughs> Life's crazy. And Lynch just, like, got a Seattle actress just to be a corpse and ended up making a movie with her. <laughs> Laura Flynn Boyle. Remember when Laura Flynn Boyle was the shit? It's a short period of time. Remember when Audrey was 1950s hot in the first season? Oh, Audrey, you're so bad. Just one of the things that's so brilliant about this show is that it doesn't take place in the 50s, but everyone acts like it does. <laughs> and the big villain of the show is a greasy, dirty hippie. That's <laughs> so genius. I mean, look at that. What was even the purpose of that shot? <sighs> the high school we never see again. 
It is in Firewalk with me very briefly. I'm pretty sure it looks completely different, though. Ah, uh, the friend who's only in the pilot until the second season. He's like Richie Cunningham's brother. <laughs> Looks kind of like him. Oh, the teacher we never see again. Yeah, we're going to keep doing this. <laughs> Bobby Briggs also snaps his fingers in a genius way. He's essentially a character from Greece. He really is. In season two, Audrey reveals she's a virgin, but you would never know it. Well, yeah. I don't think she's a mouth virgin. Too true. Oh, James. I want to get lost in his eyes. Hey, look, a cop you never see again. <laughs> By the way, we only keep pointing that out because over the course of the season, it becomes apparent that there are only, like, ten people in this town. <laughs> They're all fucking each other. So it's just weird to watch the pilot and see the town actually populated. Yeah, like there's more than three cops. Something's amiss. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> James's worried face. I know. It's like his hair peeled back. <laughs> That's a strong dude. The girl everyone was fucking is dead. Now, Donna would be really surprised if it turned out not to be Laura that's dead. And she would just look silly. Hey, look, it's Hawk. Native American flexo. <laughs> this is also... This is how weird the pilot is. Andy's doing an, like an interrogation. He just did the snap. Oh, uh, he my just favorite his hands thing the table and ever. The snap. Greatest fucking thing ever. That's when I fell in love with that character. Oh, fuck, the principal. Who's a recognizable actor and you never see him again? It's that guy. Yeah, we don't know his name, but fuck, you would remember his face. Once again, Andy's doing an interrogation that's so strange. Like, as the, as the series goes on, he becomes more borderline retarded. <laughs> and this, here he's doing a fucking interrogation. Now, if you killed her, you you tell us, wouldn't you? <laughs> Lucy. <laughs> he brings Lucy in. She does the interrogation for him. <laughs> and she slaps him. You're a mean man, Bobby. <laughs> then Dick comes in and blows him. Oh, Dick. Ah, uh, Dick Tremaine. The most Remember when that actor was in movies? God, that that was flat out the 90s. He was a 90s actor. I always love how Andy had his gloves stubbed in his jacket there. They're mittens his mom gave him in case it gets cold. <laughs> I always wanted to see Andy's home life. 
I forgot that Andy had a kind of a mullet in the pilot. Yeah, they, like everybody had so such different hair. Look how serious Andy was in that scene. <laughs> Don't make me have to open up a can of whoop ass in here. <laughs> you do a pretty good Andy. I think that's because I am Andy. Yeah, pretty much. To think somewhere in this world is David Bowie with a southern accent. <laughs> He's been in the room. He's seen their meetings. I don't want to talk about Judy. I don't want to talk about her anymore. That's a reference only people who've seen Firewalk with me will get. Judy would have turned out to be Josie Packard's twin sister. Interesting little note. Ah. Oh, so Harry S. Truman fucks him more. <sighs> Harry S. Truman. MB loved the fact that there is a the sheriff was named Harry S. Truman. By the way, going back to Kingdom Hospital, Stephen King does the same thing with one of the doctors. He names him Jesse James. Like, do you think it was just a coincidence? No, like, that's something that I keep thinking of watching this show, is that, like, there are things in Kingdom Hospital that only work as references to Twin Peaks. Maybe he was just referencing Twin Peaks, though. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Once again, borderlines on silly when that principal starts to fucking cry. To the point that I was like, I don't get what vibe they were going with here. <laughs> Just that music. <laughs> James is crying face. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looks like his face is stuck in a frying pan or something. <laughs> you do smell. You do see this wall in the. Um, in Firewalk with me, but it looks different, if I remember correctly. Laura has red hair in the photo. <laughs> I do. I don't. It has always fascinated me that her hair in the photo looks nothing like it does in any of the flashbacks. Yeah. Like she has, like very light blonde hair in any flashback. On that, she's a brunette. Oh look, the old woman. I still don't know who the fuck she is or where she goes out of the pilot. She turns into the other old lady. <laughs> I can see it. Look at Andy. How many copies of that fucking picture of Laura do they have? The log lady has one beside her bed. Just everybody in Twin Peaks has one. There wasn't enough log lady in the pilot. I like to think that the second Twin Peaks movie David Lynch was going to make would have been all about the Log Lady. One weird thing about the Log Lady and the pilot is they say we call her the Log Lady, but then after the pilot, they know her real name. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I thought I had missed something. I think they just got bored and named her like a dog. <laughs> Wow. Harry never changes his jacket throughout the entire series. It's a great jacket, though. It's an excellent jacket. Harry's a stylish man. He really is. Too bad, when he yells in this series, that dude does not know how to act and yell at the same time. 
Like, it does not work. No, it doesn't. Thankfully, he only does in, like, two episodes, but whoa. How also, depressing is that room? I know. Also, Laura's bedroom in, in Firewalk With Me looks nothing like this. There's a whole different alcove in it, and... I'll leave the sock monkey is still there. Can the monkey be the killer? No, David. <laughs> what about that chair? The mysterious video camera. That must be the killer. No, David. The mysterious... It stole her soul. <laughs> her soul is stuck in the video camera, Mark. We have to get She's it out of there. the Phantom Zone. <laughs> I just think David Lindsay grabbed the camera and tries to actually get Laura Palmer's soul out of it because he forgets <laughs> this television show. <laughs> Call Agent Cooper, Mark. Call Agent Cooper. He gets down to his knees and starts praying. Special Agent! Special Agent! Give <laughs> us Special Agent! Mark ends up liking it and puts in Season 2. Once again, there was Andy being serious. He was see. desperate to leave that room. <laughs> I want to say, wouldn't you? Well, I don't really know what to do in crisis situations. <laughs> I visited my grandma when she was sick and she died. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Andy makes so much sense. <laughs> Everybody keeps dying around me. Oh my god, Andy's the killer. <laughs> doesn't even know it. Even my sperm died. <laughs> it was <laughs> Sperm died. What nice reference. There he was being serious again. Well, the mill doing things, they had money then. Mm. They had money to cut wood. Can the mill be the killer? No, it's a factory. A factory of evil? <laughs> no, David, it can't be a factory of evil. Josie was originally supposed to be Italian and just be David Lynch's girlfriend. I'm sure she was his girlfriend at some point, too. I'm sure David Lynch fucked everybody, including Piper Laurie. Including Coop. <laughs> Fuck me, Coop. Um, I want to get lost in your eyes, Coop. Uh, David, my name's Kyle, not Cooper. I would prefer if you stop calling me Coop. The owls are not what they seem, Coop. Okay, <laughs> David, please. One of the problems with season two is it a decent half of it focused way too much. On Piper Laurie's character. Who's super unlikable. Pretty much, yeah. Can he be the killer? No. No, he can't. <laughs> I mean, if it would be fair, if it was up to David Lynch, they would never have revealed the killer. Ever. 
in the entire history of the show, the show would have ended naturally. They still wouldn't have revealed the killer. In the end, who actually killed her? I mean, would that really matter? I mean, Bob was the killer from pretty much like the third episode in. So who actually did the killing yeah, is almost inconsequential. True, but we're going even before Bob was a thing. When someone oh, in so. town, one of the actual characters was supposed to have killed Laura, but Lynch never wanted to reveal who it was. Oh, so he had decided that before. Uh. In making the series, essentially. Then the whole mythology of Bob thing showed up, but he still didn't necessarily want to reveal it. I think he was he came comfortable with revealing it, but not when ABC made him. Oh, Ronette. A bridge you never see again. I've got it. The bridge is the mastermind behind the whole thing. She's kind of a whore in the movie. I mean, she was Laura, to be fair, but still. I don't think anyone can compete with Laura. I mean, she put an entire town in her vagina. There's that music again. <sighs> that music somehow becomes the theme for every character individually, but you always feel like it's their theme whenever it comes on for a certain character. Now, this is clearly Norma's theme. <laughs> it was just playing for fucking Audrey ten minutes ago. Ah, Big Ed. In his gas station. Which you never see again. You see it a couple times, I think. Not very often. Which is weird, because you see his house a lot, and his house is right there. They couldn't afford gas pumps. Can the gasoline be the killer? Just think about it. It's inside everyone's car. <laughs> They'll never suspect it. Could be could be here. Could be there. Oh, Nadine. <laughs> Cooper gathers all the cars in Twin Peaks into a parking lot. The waiter appears and winks at him. <laughs> The giant shows up, gives him his ring back. Oh, snap. He has a rock. <sighs> Shit's about to pick up. I do like that we're almost an hour into this and Cooper's just now arriving. Which surprised me the first time I ever watched this. I thought Cooper would show up, like, way sooner, but... But damn, when he shows up, shit goes down. You just thought it would open with Cooper, you know, in his apartment, and in the slums of New York City. <laughs> Even though his character's not from there. It is awesome in Firewalk with me. You see Cooper, like, in a city environment at one point. I mean, in a, he's inside a building, but out, but you see, like, the city behind him, out a window... And it was just weird to picture Cooper in a city. Like, does he just walk around and get a hot, hot dog? Or <laughs> I'd like to think that he acts exactly the same. Wow, what do you call these things? Hot dogs. Hot, hot dog. dogs. Sam. <laughs> Send some of these 
hot dogs to my apartment, frozen, of course, <laughs> with a big jar of mustard. I just imagine his apartment is filled with photographs of him going on tours of places. <laughs> a photo of him at our nation's capital. <laughs> Uh, the one-armed man's about to show up here soon. You know, the one-armed man who's supposed to show up in this episode as just a, a fugitive joke. But David Lynch ended up having some kind of weird, like, fever dream about that actor, about the extra reciting the Fire Walk With Me poem that he had written So in the hospital basement, which they had filmed in. So he just filmed that, not knowing what he was going to do with it. <laughs> like, it's still the greatest fucking story of all time. He's a complete madman. I like to think that he decided to put him in the second he heard his voice. That dude's voice is incredible. It's like Orson Welles. It's... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's funny seeing Cooper in the pilot post the rest of the series. He feels the same, but like slightly different. But going back to the one-armed man and the way he talks, I want that dude just to say everything in my life. I'm going to narrate my life. He's an amazing voice. Once again, Mike is out of milk. <laughs> so it goes to the convenience store. Ah, I can't do it. No, you can't. Nobody can do it. So wait, the way he says fire walk with me will forever be stuck in my head. Fire walk with, with me. me. <sighs> Got to Bob just yelling into the camera. It's a scene that makes no sense in context. <laughs> At some point, Bob was in a boiler room looking for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike was in the basement of the hospital for some reason. He was sawing off his arm, because he didn't like the tattoo on it. The arm becomes the midget. <laughs> like, it, the weird thing is, you can't say it doesn't make sense, because it does. Somehow David Lynch makes all that make sense. Everyone in Twin Peaks is so concerned for everybody else. That's disgusting. I could not live there. Hey, look, the ho a hospital filled with people. I don't see that anywhere. Oh. Oh, there he is. One-armed man and a single cameo. That became a recurring role. In which he became a demon. Ah, that face. Uh... And Russ Tamblin, 
is <laughs> Jacoby. <laughs> I just want Dr. Jacoby to pop up in other things. <laughs> He's on an episode of Will and Grace. Still wearing the shades. It's weird. He's less over the top in the pilot, except for the earplugs. It's like they felt he wasn't colorful enough. And he's got that tie. Yeah. Foreshadowing his trip to Hawaii. (laughs) What was he doing in the hospital, anyway? He's kind of a pervert, so he's probably... Fondling the comatose patients. So they end up revealing he just works out of an office. So there's no real reason for him to be there. He's stealing lunches from people. He's he's finger-fucking the hula girl. Oh, wow. (laughs) Flat out is. That was gross. Oh, my God. It's kind of hot. I'm... So impressed that they got that on ABC in the 90s. <laughs> the light really wasn't working, and David Lynch liked it, so there's a flashing light throughout this entire scene. Which, again, adds so much, and it was a complete accident. Everything in this show was an accident, there was no script. There it was. <laughs> For those who don't know, while filming this scene, when uh, McLaughlin tells the extra who's playing the corner, uh, can you leave us, please? The extra playing the corner, for some reason, thought McLaughlin broke character and asked the, the guy what his name was. <laughs> so he says, Jim. And McLaughlin just... Look on both their faces, they look really confused, and McLaughlin just repeats the line. Uh, can you leave us, please? And then he leaves. Lynch liked it, so he left it in. How do you get, what is your name, from, can you leave us, please? Yeah, and why would he think in the middle of the scene McLaughlin would even ask him that? <laughs> and the better question is, why would Lynch like that and leave it in? <laughs> That's so weird. Like, in an already weird scene. Yeah, it's so strange. Jim. You know, to, I still don't even remember what the explanation for the letters were. Uh, he was spelling out Robertson. Oh, yeah. Son of Bob. Oh, which yeah. makes some kind of sense. Yeah. Essentially, remember those uh, fingernail things we introduced in the pilot? We have to explain those now. Hey, look, Lara Flynn Boyle with body mass. This was a long time ago. (laughs) Big Ed. Fucking Republicans. I love Big Ed's face. It just seems lovable, doesn't it? That's what I love about the casting on this show. Everybody looks like an actual person. They do. Full of character actors, too. Oh, the roadhouse. 
Weirdly, this dude became less of a dick as the series went on. There's a lot of people pulling up dramatically in cars on this show. I just realized that. What kind of comeback was that? Oh, you're going to come at me with the law? Well, I'm not your friend. <laughs> I'm going to leave now like you told me to. I'm sure in Twin Peaks that is a horrible insult. Nadine had, like, different shade of red hair in the pilot. Obsessed with the differences in people's hair in the pilot. Just think. In a few weeks from now, she's going to have superhuman strength. <laughs> I like to think the entire series takes place over the course of one week. It pretty much does. <laughs> I think the whole first season takes place over like four days. Yeah. Actually, pretty much real time, because a lot of episodes begin in the morning and end at night. It was like the original 24. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining 24 with Cooper. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Damn. I've got 24 hours to stop this bomb. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept, keeps telling Diane how tired he is. <laughs> Diane. I've been running around since 10 a.m. I've been up for 14 hours and I've not yet urinated. How can this be? Diane, make doctor's appointment for me when this is all over with. I'll need my kidneys very thoroughly examined. Maybe my prostate? Yeah. Better be safe. Nervous about meeting Jay. That's the letter J I have. There are a lot of scenes in this show of Kyle McLaughlin reading a teenage girl's diary. <laughs> it's kind of hot. Diane, I just turned back 18 days to day one. What will you have to take well, I don't know. I never understood why he threw in. I just turned back 18 days <laughs> to then say what day he lands on. I don't understand. I don't remember what the key was for. It was for a lockbox or something, right? Yeah, I think it was for the money, that for the cocaine or something. I think so. A lot of stuff they go into in the early episodes kind of fades from your memory because of what happens later. Yeah, shit just gets batshit crazy. And just think, if it hadn't have been cancelled, it would have gotten progressively crazier. Yeah, you haven't even seen the series finale yet. Wait till you see that. When he's in the Black Lodge, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Best line in the entire series. Diane, I hold in my hand a small box of chocolate bunnies. I've gilled again, Lucy. <laughs> Blood, Lucy. Blood. Blood. I can't stop. Why can't I stop, Lucy? I thought they would bring my sperms back to life if I killed again, <laughs> but it hasn't worked, Lucy. His sperms. 
It's depressing to know that Victoria Jackson's crazy now. Victoria Jackson? I mean, not that's her name, isn't it? Victoria Jackson? I think so. No, look it up right now. I guarantee you that's not Victoria Jackson. Yeah, Kimmy Robertson. Really? Yeah. I don't know where I got that from. I have no idea either. Well, let's not bring up Victoria Jackson. She's flat out insane now. You know, you know, the chick who played Lucy in this was actually in Batman the Animated Series. Really? In the Mad Hatter episode, she was Alice. I know, weird, right? I was looking up your IMDb the other day. She's also in, like, Batman Beyond and shit. Yeah, I know I'm not commenting, but I'm just riveted by Bobby. Fascinating, right? Just his inner turmoil. No, he's just... God, he's fascinating. There should be an entire movie series based just around Bobby. Just him becoming the Twin Peaks crime lord. <laughs> he's really a good guy. Just, it's all Laura's fault, really. And it's like the last half of season two, he just gets like get rich quick schemes. <laughs> he like, becomes he, lovable. <laughs> he becomes like a weird sitcom character. Ah, this jacket. Dracula's watching them approvingly. <laughs> oh, hey, an actual Laura that's not Leland. Leland killed him at the end of this episode. <laughs> I like to think that Leland had those really cheesy 90s law firm commercials. Where's there's books behind him. He's crying and dancing the whole time. His white hair. <laughs> Call and dance with me. I'll turn your wreck into a check. Oh. <laughs> Paid for by the office of Leland Palmer. <laughs> I could play Laura was kind of hot. Look better with black hair, though. I like how only Cooper will would notice a reflection in her eye from a VHS recording. <laughs> Cooper's fascinating. There should have been X Files Twin Peaks crossover. Oh God! Do you imagine? There kind of was. David Duchovny does show up, but. Just seeing Mulder and Cooper interact with each other. Now, Mulder, I acknowledge that there's more to this world than what we can see before our eyes, but all this alien hogwash, I don't buy it. <laughs> I never understood, like, what Audrey was even doing in the pilot. Or even why in the scene she's even hanging out with the concierge. 
Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what her motivation is in any of this. Yeah. She has a good development, but in the pilot, I don't know what the fuck's going on with her. She just exists to cause misery. Yeah. Uh-oh. The mischievous music is playing. And she's dancing. Ever so... So much dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Too much dancing. Can't stop dancing. <laughs> she never wore those shoes again, either. Help me, my special agent. <laughs> favorite moment in the entire series. She prays to Cooper and calls him Special Agent. (laughs) Like, he's a superhero. He kinda is. You say Agent Cooper's not a superhero? He can fuck up Batman. He can see the reflection in a woman's eyes in a VHS tape. Exactly. Holy shit, why has that not been a comic book crossover? (laughs) Ace and Batman. The two world's greatest detectives meeting. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Batman's talking to a tape recorder going to Alfred. <laughs> Again, I could see Kyle McLaughlin as straight-laced 70s Batman. <laughs> so could I. Hanging out with Green Arrow. He doesn't care for his liberal sensibilities. <laughs> I love how every scene in this show feels like it could break into song at any minute. <laughs> I know. Tim Buck says they were planning a musical episode. <laughs> Andy sings about his sperms or something. Or that he means well. Another thing. The sheriff's office doesn't look like this anymore either. Oh, and by the way, the owls are not what they seem. (laughs) I don't know if you guys know that. The owls are not what they seem. I like to think that that's why they have such a troubled relationship. (laughs) He keeps saying that. Just the way he leans. I know. Diane. Get in the law book. See if there's a law against having a picnic. (laughs) (laughs) Harry, as it turns out, there is a law against having a picnic in Louisiana. Who knew? You and I will be dressing up as Eskimos and heading there. (laughs) (laughs) I will be the bug spray man. <laughs> I love. I like to think that if there was a third season of Twin Peaks, he would have been the bug spray man at some point. I'm sure, Dennis Hopper would have shown up uh, as the villain from Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> He'd speak only in rhymes. <laughs> Much more serious than you know. 
Well, that's ridiculous. Cooper knows that nothing is more serious than love. <laughs> that is true. He does get into a lot of love in, in the second season. He's a thoughtful dude. I just want to train with him. <laughs> like, for what? The Olympics? Well, I assume to fight crime, but, you know. Oh, he could well, teach yeah. me to love as well. <laughs> he could. You could be his Robin. <laughs> I just imagine him being stick. <laughs> Diane. <laughs> I can't even get through the chip I was planning. Diane, I've adopted a small boy. (laughs) (laughs) I plan to show him the ways of love and justice. Give me a pair of green Speedos. And I would like you to hem some of my, uh, my fancy dress pants. I like him to grow into them. I like to think that Cooper does have a mansion. It's possible. Lucy had different Coop, too. Coop Manor. <laughs> Cooper said hog. Thank God they were able to zoom in. <laughs> On a VHS. And not lose any quality. I like to think that he had the world's first Blu-ray player. <laughs> he invented it. Diane, I'd like to play video on a disc of some kind. Get the boys in the R&D lab to whip something up. (laughs) He's a millionaire. He has his own research and development firm. Diane, does it come in black? (laughs) He is in reality Batman. Audrey's like a weird mischief maker or something. I like how the Norwegians have their own theme that never really pops back up again. <laughs> Those wacky foreigners. I'm just think, in a couple of weeks, she'll be a heroin-addicted prostitute. <laughs> Being held captive by Michael Parks. <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing about that sequence. It takes place in Canada. Where there are no rules. <laughs> There's a siege in Canada. <laughs> Only Kyle McLaughlin would siege Canada. <laughs> in Firewalk With Me, you learn Mike was outside this train car the whole time. Banging on the door. Banging on the door with one arm. Yes, hero. Banging on the door with one arm. <laughs> I don't know why, but that image amused me for some reason. Well, Harry's wearing a different jacket. What? Holy shit. For one scene, the pilot, he wears a different jacket. There it is. What's weird is, when they shot this... Nobody knew what the fuck that meant. I'm sure Mark Frost had a completely different meaning and plan for it. Yeah. David Lynch just said, it means goblins and fire and demons. The words are the killer. 
No, David, words cannot kill people. But what if they did? He lights up a smoke and starts talking. <laughs> he just fades away. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I could easily buy David Lynch being some kind of malevolent spirit. <laughs> he lives in the trees. <laughs> <laughs> There's a group of directors called the Bookhouse Boys who are charged with keeping them from making too much mischief. Ah, <laughs> uh, that character. Who you again, bail- who never appears again. Who, the maid or the retarded kid? Uh, Audrey's brother. Oh, I think no. it's in like one more episode. He appears... No, Johnny appears, I think... No, Johnny appears four times. I think. He appears in the pilot. He appears at the funeral. He appears, I think, once more later on, and then he appears in some of the last few episodes. But that's it. And he seems to have no point in the existing. I like to think this was an accident, too. It just wouldn't hang up, so <laughs> just laid it on the table. But um, Ben Horn's wife shows up, what, like three times in the entire series? I'd forgotten he had a wife. So did I. She appeared in, like, the last episode. Was, she just she just appeared out of nowhere, like, yelling at him, like, what the f- Oh, shit, he has a wife, I forgot. Ben let her out of her cage. It's weird, the pilot has all this stuff about money and cocaine and all this. And it's just abandoned for demons and midgets and giants. There's a whole pornography thing. <laughs> look at the look on his face when he opens that magazine. <laughs> He's so happy. It's never Diane, <laughs> give me some of these. Speaking of, (laughs) it's never really fully explained why, like, why Leo's truck was in that magazine, (laughs) and be why Laura felt the need to circle Ronette. Ah, Leo. (laughs) Oh, nineties newscasts. Leo had kind of like a weird, like, fab hair look going on here. It's kind of effeminate. Yeah. Shelly, come back. Sit down here for a minute and help me out. Mm. <laughs> I'm really going to enjoy beating up your pussy tonight. There's two things, Shelly. When I come home, this house should be clean. And I mean clean. <laughs> Number two, you smoke one brand of cigarette from now on. So if I ever... <laughs> so like weirdly... <laughs> what a strange, abusive boyfriend. <laughs> you can only smoke one brand of cigarettes. Or I'm gonna kill you. We're a Joe Camel family, damn it. 
Can you still hear me? Yeah. All right, I think said no microphone detected. Really? Yeah, that was weird. Oh, whatever. I don't think he's looking at a window there. <laughs> like, that doesn't look like there's a window. <laughs> he's looking up at that diploma he has on the wall. What do you think it's for? Yeah. Pumping the gas as well. <laughs> oh, the difference. He has a degree in psychology. Does it really explain what the hell is wrong with Nadine? She has one eye. By the way, I like the idea that... It's <laughs> <laughs> a second of just thinking about it, looking off. <sighs> I, like that, I like that on a ABC television show in the early 90s, there was a whole subplot about drapes <laughs> with like a dramatic <laughs> resolution in the season finale <laughs> in reference again the series finale like only on this show would a subplot involving drapes end in suicide <laughs> I like how this guy oh wow the mayor I didn't realize he was in the pilot he doesn't appear till the second season They're probably planning, you know, for Big Ed to be the mayor. <laughs> See, we call her the Log Lady. We know her real name, but we're just we not like going to tell you right now. But later on, you'll know it out of nowhere. <laughs> we don't trust you with that information. We keep things close to the chest here in Twin Peaks. <laughs> Wait, there's also a running gag about him in microphones because that's in the second season too. I remember so little about this. They couldn't afford a podium. I always love how he has to introduce himself as special agent. It's like a regular agent, but I have superpowers. <laughs> Look at my hair. Can you tell us what these superpowers are? No, ma'am, I cannot. <laughs> Diane, remind me to stop telling people I have superpowers. <laughs> Again, I could actually see that being on the show. <laughs> Diane, I might be addicted to peanut butter. <laughs> Research if this is possible. And if so, book me a room at the Hacienda. <laughs> You know, there's another character that has, was like a background character flew up and then disappeared. Toad. Like some weird trucker character who never had any dialogue. People kept referencing. He was kept being in the diner. Ah, stoplights. David Lynch's obsession with stoplights in this show. I've got it. No, David. In Firewalk with me, there's a weird part where James won't go through intersection until it turns red. Such a rebel. Ah, Donna's mother, who doesn't get a storyline until like the last four episodes of season two. 
And again, a character I forgot about completely until seeing her in an episode the other day. I know. Like, who's that chick in the wheelchair she's talking to? Oh. Now we're just watching the show. <laughs> That's visually stunning. It's a fucking insanely, insanely well-directed episode. Like, the pacing of it, everything is superb. Like, I can honestly say, next to Frank Darabont's Walking Dead pilot, this is the most well-directed pilot I've ever seen. Agreed. Oh, shit, Donna's sister. Wait, Donna has a sister? She appears once more in the series, then they seem to forget she exists. Because there's a storyline, and the latter half of the second season you haven't gotten to yet, that you would think she would be present for, considering the shit's going down in the house. She doesn't appear. She's just a figment of Donna's imagination. Because she has a fairly, like, a, they flush out her personality in this scene pretty well. Then she appears once more... Um, when Leland's all singing and happy and shit at the dinner. And then he collapses. I think that Leland killed her off screen. Possibly. That's what happened to every character we haven't seen again. <laughs> but it does seem like they just forgot Donna. They set up Donna having a sister. Even though she shows up once in season two, and that's pretty much it. But, it, like, another character pops up in that scene where the sister reappears and we never see again. This fade in and out of reality. <laughs> Possible. David Lynch believes in hyper time. <laughs> he kind of does. What does that even mean? <laughs> the Bobby Briggs the cat theme comes returns. alive and starts dancing. <laughs> Don't you just want to snap along? I do. I have, trust me. Look how Bobby is like, I'm going to jump on top of the fucking car. So much of a rebel I am, man. <laughs> nice one. Surfing, goddammit. <laughs> nah, it's cool. I saw us in Teen Wolf. It was awesome. <laughs> you like my post-80s hair? Can we get this over with? I gotta go start Bon Jovi. <laughs> Diane, the ins and outs of high school life confuse me now. I would like you to re-enroll me in Twin Peaks High School. Entire season of fucking Asian Cooper going to high school in Twin Peaks. Letterman's jacket. <laughs> Diane, tomorrow I'm trying out for the high school football team. 
He ends up on a date with two different girls on the same night. <laughs> he doesn't know how to swing it. I like you send me some of these tapes of football. Sounds fascinating. Diane, it's recently come to my attention that I've never been kissed. <laughs> he starts referencing movies that weren't even made yet at the time. <laughs> Diane, this is truly a case of fried green tomatoes. He thinks the school lunches are amazing. <laughs> what is this you've got here? Macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. cheese. Huh. <sighs> I am. Write me up a recipe with combining macaroni and cheese. If you're not aware of what that is, macaroni is... Small noodles chopped up into bite-sized portions, usually with cheese added. Cooper was still whittling. You think Cooper just rides along for, like, domestic disturbances? <laughs> Listen, I know he says he loves you, but he's only going to hit you again. <laughs> uh, baby Lynch's uh, favorite singing check. The roadhouse looks different than the pilot, too. It looks like a, like a, a, a fucking shed on the outside. The inside is huge. I fucking love this scene. And yes, she is in Fire Walk with me as well, by the way. Singing. I'm sure she is. And in the roadhouse, of course. At least in the pilot, she doesn't look out of place in the roadhouse, because she's at least dressed appropriately. <laughs> I cannot think of two characters I want to see fuck less than these guys. <laughs> they fuck a lot. <sighs> David Lynch just looks at her and gets a boner. <laughs> Remember this was the moment when I realized I loved the show. <laughs> it's just so... Is it, the shot of her singing is so stark, too. Just the way they have the Twin Peaks theme play over the song. <laughs> it's just so fucking haunting. I killed a pedestrian once, is what I'm saying. <laughs> he's not even an FBI agent. He's on the run. <laughs> Gorn's his parole officer. That would be the ultimate twist ending for this show. Cooper's just insane. <laughs> I mean, would you be surprised if he turned out to be insane? No. Awesome. That's the way he's using his zipper there. It's incredible. 
It's ready to fuck shit up. And he's still doing it, too. Just walking around, zipping up his sleeve. Most folks think Bobby's crazy. <laughs> he just had the rotten luck of being born in the wrong century. <laughs> He'd been right at home a thousand years ago, in some Roman Colosseum, swinging an axe in some other barbarian's face. It's true. They would have thrown them girls like that back then. <laughs> Isn't it funny to imagine that all of these characters go to this bar on the weekend just to listen to that creepy woman sing hauntingly? <laughs> I just realized the first establishing shot of the roadhouse was different than the one we just saw. Huh. It's like a different building that was really small. It was the roadhouse in an alternate dimension. This is like Greasers fighting the preppy boys in the 50s. This is essentially what's going on here. I think it's Big Ed. Fuck shit up. Ed, no, you're on parole. It's a weird thing, like, Ed was drugged by Jacques, and... Like, all this weird drug stuff they essentially just lost interest in. There's a character that never reappeared. <laughs> Hi, I seem really up the giant. <laughs> I seem really important right now, but I just want you to know the owls are not what they seem. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Diana, I'm fixing oh, a seatbelt right now. It's tight, but not too tight. I still wish they made it so they didn't cut into your neck so much, but fortunately, I chose Diane. <laughs> Fortunately, I chose law enforcement and not vehicle maintenance. In another Diane. life, in another time. <laughs> Diane, have you ever noticed whenever a woman wears a seatbelt and it goes between their breasts? I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> I like your version of Coop. By the way, how weird is it watching this pilot knowing that Big Ed is secretly a member of a secret society that keeps peace when peace? Because there's something evil out there in those woods. <laughs> I do love that Truman just, in that episode, vaguely hints that he knows that there's something supernatural going on, then is a complete skeptic for the rest of the show. I thought that was really strange. Because they, it's like they hint the bookhouse boys exist to fight some kind of supernatural entity. And then they don't. There's just skeptics about the whole thing. It was really odd. Except Hawk, of course. Oh, Hawk. Why didn't Hawk get a spinoff? Hawk and Friends. <laughs> he never speaks. I always wanted to see Hawk's girlfriend. He references he has a girlfriend at one point. That's the log lady. That'd be awesome. 
He's trying so hard to emote. <laughs> I've never understood, like, is this dude not a good actor, or is this just the character? I think it's a little of both. But it's weird. Like, you can insult him for it, but fuck is James memorable because of it. Sure, he comes off as a weenie, but you remember that dude's performance. It's like Keanu Reeves. Like You can make fun of him, but you always remember him being Keanu Reeves. Or David Caruso. Like, you never forget a David Caruso performance. CSI Twin Peaks. Cooper taking off his sunglasses. <laughs> he, he, he tells a pun to Diane. <laughs> he presses play on the recorder and it plays a Who song. <laughs> Later on, we still learn the L's are not what they seem. <laughs> that never gets old. <laughs> I know. I walk around in life saying that now. It means to be like a greeting of some kind. Hey guys, the owls are not what they seem. That should be like a secret code for us or something. I'm determined, like, one night, like, at the very end of my shift to say that to a customer as I'm checking them out. Please do that. Please. That'll be 5.55 and the owls are not what they seem. <laughs> and when they say what, just say you didn't say anything. Just confuse the fuck out of them. Because that's weirdly David Lynchian. The only thing better is if they got in their car and started driving, a fucking owl flew in front of their car. <laughs> that would be amazing. Just kind of say it really, really fast so they don't really understand if they heard it or not. <laughs> I just love this. This show has so many lines in it that mean nothing but sound like they... They're super important and, and meaningful. It's everything Mike says in that dream sequence. Live above a convenience store. I mean it like it is. Like it sounds. <laughs> I say that all the time now. <laughs> I need to say that more often. I like how that one line... There's nothing scary about it, but when he says it, it's terrifying. I mean it like it is. That dude's cadence is amazing. Gerard, when he's Gerard, he sounds completely normal. As soon as he goes into mic mode. Holy shit. I like how online Twins Peaks fans always capitalize Bob and Mike. Like in all caps. Capital I've M. noticed that. Ta capital I. It makes me feel like I should start doing that. I, I always assumed that was because Bob stood for something. But... Bioorganic. He's like a robot. <laughs> He's made of nanites. <laughs> there was a scientific explanation all along. Ah, uh, nanites. I how this shot just goes on forever. Yeah, the camera didn't really move. Then they bury this poorly. <laughs> it's nice that there was already a hole there, by the way. 
That's like they make such a big deal out. We're going to bury this. Just <laughs> lean down, put it there, and then cover it with a rock. <laughs> no, it's gone forever. Until Russ Tamlin, as Dr. Jacoby, <laughs> finds it. <laughs> I always loved how that credit was on every episode, no matter if he appeared in it or not. He wasn't on the show that much. No. I mean, a lot of people got credits for episodes they weren't in, but I always loved how it was just Big Splash and Russ Tamlin as Dr. Jacoby. No, that character did not appear in that episode. Ah, Sheriff Truman's theme. As he eats chicken. (laughs) Where did they get chicken? Is there a KFC in Twin Peaks? (laughs) Diane, send me a bucket of chicken. Harry, we have this amazing chicken place back home. You have to try it. It's called Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's amazing. Hold on a second. Diane, send me two, two, no, three buckets of Kentucky Fried Chicken and a side of coleslaw. Hey, Harry, let me show you a little trick I learned in the FBI. Give me that thing. Remove your clothes. <laughs> your version of Cooper is a complete pervert. And yet it still fits. Couldn't you just see Cooper being fascinated by Colonel Sanders? Yes. His haircut, his way of living. <laughs> he was his mentor. <laughs> You never see it, but underneath that outfit, he's wearing suspenders. It was Colonel Sanders and Wyndham Merrill. Those were his mentors. I can't get over Andy with a mullet. <laughs> Dead serious Andy. You'll behave yourselves now. Don't make me have to buzz some heads up in here. (laughs) I like to think Andy's manlier than Hawk in this episode. (laughs) Is James about to cry? Maybe if I pout, they'll go away. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a scared puppy. This weird showdown. (laughs) Bobby's trying to be as Bobby as he can be. James is trying to be as James as he can be. He's like an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object. He's trying to outdo each other. It's like Sherlock and Moriarty. Now, Donna, if you're pregnant, we can take care of that. <laughs> I'm a doctor. I know some people. <laughs> I don't know if you want me personally going up there, but it's an offer. Your mother can assist. It is a heartfelt scene. <sighs> oh, fuck. I cannot tell you how much this show makes me want to have donuts. Oh, God. I've got some powdered donuts in my kitchen I'm going to get into as soon as I'm done with this. 
I mean, look at those fucking donuts. They look amazing. Look at those chocolate ones right there. Holy shit. Now, Cooper wasn't even shot. He just went into a diabetic coma. (laughs) (laughs) That blood was just raspberry filling coming out. I can see it. Thank God the elves are not what they seem. <laughs> I forgot how many times you could say it in one fucking commentary. Again, if David Lynch was able to do a third season, I could see the donuts becoming this important thing in the mythology. Like they're the key to defeating the owls. They can't stand donuts. You have to take donuts. <laughs> It's like that scene in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, where they put the, um, the reverse mutagen in fucking donuts and feed Toka and Razar. My favorite part is that, is that you said the entire title. <laughs> <laughs> the showdown continues. <laughs> That's when uh, <laughs> James hasn't moved an inch. <laughs> He's making the same expression. <laughs> oh, this is when Bobby starts <laughs> And now it just looks like he's going to kill everybody. <laughs> well played, Bobby. Well played. <laughs> David Lynch loves filming people scream. Have you ever noticed that? I have. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't cut away. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on too long. Yeah, there's no way to follow up that. Emmy texted me while he was watching this at one point and said, is everybody in this town fucking each other? And I knew he'd come to this scene. (laughs) The answer is yes, MB. (laughs) Oh, he's wearing a different jacket. I have to think the buildings are fucking each other. It's possible. The Great Northern killed the mill out of jealousy. (laughs) Oh, Catherine. And just think, in a couple of weeks, she'll be masquerading as a terrifying Japanese man. <laughs> I love this show so much. <laughs> that blew my fucking mind when they went to that reveal. I know. I was like, that was the, literally the absolute last thing I expected. I was reading trivia, and they didn't want it to get out, so nobody on set knew. They just they told him it was an actual Japanese actor. They gave it like a terrifying him, face. Yeah, they gave him a whole backstory and everything. <laughs> to tell everybody. It's fucking awesome to hear. David Lynch is insane. There's <laughs> the fucking. Oh. It begins. The owls are not what they seem. Uh, this sucks though. We are coming to the end. Ah. Uh. Oh, who's there? Did you see Bob? Everybody see Bob? There's Bob. Yeah, for those who don't know, the entire reason Bob exists on this show is because the set decorator was in the reflection behind Laura's mother. And instead of just shooting it a second time, Lynch thought that that was genius, so he built this entire mythology 
around that one guy. Yeah, see, he was on set decorator, Frank Silver. He was in the credits there. That was him. He became Bob. I mean, it goes on a little bit more before that shot even happened. Which I guess Lynch turned into Destiny because earlier, the dude who would be Bob <laughs> was moving shit. would be Bob. Yeah, was moving shit in the bedroom, and like a female on set said, "Don't move that too close to the door. You'll box yourself in." And Lynch had a terrifying mental image of that dude just standing in the middle of that room. And then later on, he he found him in the mirror. Somebody came up to him and said. Frank fucked up the shot. We have to reshoot it. He's in the mirror. And then a light bulb went off in Lynch's head. And left an it insane in there. light bulb. Yeah. So Lynch left it in there and then shot that dude at the end of the bed. Just looking out, having no idea what any of it meant. And just put it in there. <laughs> no explanation. <laughs> David Lynch is out of his fucking mind. <laughs> I thought all you have to do to become an important part on a David Lynch show is just fuck show up. up. Yeah, just actually just fuck up something. That's pretty much it. I like to think that David Lynch finds people on the street and casts them in his movies. Uh, good. Time. What fascinates me the most about that is if that hadn't have happened, what the fuck was going on in that last scene in the serious version of Twin Peaks that was never made? I. I I don't know. Was she having a vision of the of the the uh, necklace being found? It's all very confusing. You think it was just at the last scene he decided, like, maybe there should be a supernatural angle. His Mark, his Mark Frost was drunk or something, or unconscious. I don't, I don't think David Lynch considers this show supernatural. He thinks it's a serious drama. <laughs> it's his <laughs> law and order. It's completely normal. Anyway. That was um, pulp commentary for the pilot of Twin Peaks. The every first of a trilogy. I, I still think we may have to do every episode. I'm looking at the next episode right now. I'm tempted to start it. So am I. But um, anyway, I've been Mike. I've been Hero. The owls are not what they seem. Oh... I'm going to go get some sleep later. Future's past, the magician longs to see. One chance out between two worlds. Fire, walk with me. We lived among the people. I think you say, convenience store. We lived above it. I mean it like it is, like it sounds. I, too, have been touched by the Devilish One. Tattoo on the left shoulder. 
Oh, but when I saw the face of God, I was changed. I took the entire arm off. My name is Mike. His name is MB. Mike. Mike. Can you hear me? Catch you. With my death bag. You may think I've gone insane. But I promise. I will kill again. Ah, it's not.